We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Big, big show for you guys today. You know, this is uh, our Oregon recruiting hour. We got Jordan Ross, Brandon Baker, five-star intel and a whole lot more so if you guys are looking for more Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting talk do me a favor hit that like button and subscribe to the channel because I'm your guy when it comes to Oregon football recruiting so with all that being said we're coming to you live on YouTube at Oregon football Max Torres and live on Twitter at M Torres Sports appreciate you guys being along as always uh, I kind of have a stacked show already so if you guys have any comments or questions, try to throw those in the live chat for me and I will get to them if I can. But if you guys are watching on replay, let me know your thoughts about Oregon football recruiting coming out of a big spring game weekend. So we have a lot to talk about here. We already got some folks that are here. We got Mikey G in the building and we also have Eric in the building, a couple of uh, frequent listeners of the show. So let me go ahead and uh, just kind of get my get my tabs right here. Uh, so I can get some some tape on the screen for you guys. Give me just a second, and I will be there. So hold on. I definitely should have had this beforehand, but don't worry. That the show goes on. We'll be we'll be straight. All right. So all that being said, let's get after it on the recruiting trail. Let's talk some ducks. We're gonna start off with uh, the probably one of the biggest visitors of the entire weekend, Brandon Baker. He's a five-star offensive tackle out of modern day Santa Ana, California. And when it comes to offensive line recruiting for Alik Terry and this Oregon staff in 2024, there's probably not a bigger name out there than Brandon Baker. And it was super important for the Ducks to get him back for a visit for that spring game. Because really what it comes down to is that this was a chance for Brandon Baker to to uh, meet Alik Terry and, and kind of get a feel for him. Oregon's new offensive line coach, one of the the youngest assistant on the staff. But I wasn't totally sure if he had maybe met Alik Terry before because he had been on the staff at Oregon uh, prior to this season, you know, as a GA, as an assistant with Alex Mirabal and Mario Cristobal. But this was a really good visit for Brandon Baker and the Ducks, and it needed to be. 
and needed to be a big visit, big visit for Oregon because Brandon Baker has been all over the country taking visits to Georgia, Nebraska, uh, Florida State. So there's a lot, a lot of schools that are involved here, and that's kind of what you would expect with the nation's number one offensive tackle. Um, got a couple quotes that I'm going to get into. Uh, just kind of talking about the, the highlights of the trip for Brandon Baker, saying, quote, really just being able to get a feel for Coach Terry, the new offensive line coach, and the new offensive line staff that they have with Coach Cutter, Coach Cav. It's really great to see how they're all gelling together and what Coach Lanning is doing. And if you guys have been following Brandon Baker for a while on the recruiting trail, you'll know that this is a guy that Oregon has been in a great spot with for a while. And he, I think Oregon was the team to beat. Uh, back in the fall. But once the season ended, you guys know what happened. Adrian Clem uh, decided to take that job with the New England Patriots. Vianney telling my vow headed to NAU and is now the head offensive line coach at Stanford. So those were two huge coaches in Brandon Baker's recruitment. And uh, it was a bit of a reset when he decided to, you know, those guys decided to depart. And uh, Alik Terry is looking like he's in a great spot to pick up right where Adrian Clem left off with that offensive line. That's what Brandon Baker was telling me is kind of what his feel was with the offensive line and the outlook there following another strong trip to Eugene. And I think one of the best quotes that I got from Baker after I stopped at Modern Day on Tuesday to, to see their spring football practice was about Dan Lanning, just talking about the, the confidence and the faith that Brandon Baker has in Dan Lanning's vision saying, quote, I do believe that he will be able to be one of those greats alongside coach smart and coach Saban guys. He's worked under just seeing what he's bringing to the program. It's definitely amazing to see. I haven't been back. It's been some time. So just being able to see them gel together and he's bringing that energy for sure. So I think that's pretty amazing that, uh, you know, Lanning's getting this kind of praise from an offensive guy, no less just about the the confidence that he has in the direction of of where the Oregon program is going after just one uh, after just one season, right? So I think Oregon's in an awesome spot here with Brandon Baker, and they need to be because he is such a priority target for them in this 2024 class. Um, another interesting thing that Bra that Brandon was telling me is that he's going to have his eye on one particular player at Oregon during the 2023 season, and that's Josh Connerly. Uh, they kind of have similar stories, right? Number one offensive tackle in 2022. That's what Connerly was. And now Baker is the number one offensive tackle in 2024. So if you can go out, if you're a league Terry and, you know, land a guy like a Brandon Baker, you can, you can show that, Hey, Oregon's been a destination for elite offensive linemen. I know I'm one of the younger coaches in the country, but nothing's changing with, with under my watch. Right? So I think Brandon Baker is clearly the top target for Alik Terry in this entire class. You also had Devin Brown out of Clackamas. He's a 2024 offensive lineman, in-state guy. He was on campus for the spring game. Looks like he's focusing on Oregon and, and USC, and I believe Washington as well. I could be wrong. It might be Oregon State, but I know it's Oregon and USC and one other Pac-12 school. So great to get him to, to make the short trip from Clackamas for the spring game. Uh, but what's next for Brandon Baker? Because like I said, this is a really, really highly coveted guy. And he just got offered by Alabama and the Crimson Tide on Tuesday. So that's an offer that's going to shake up any recruitment, as you would think. Um, that was his 35th scholarship offer uh, as a rising junior or sorry, rising senior, excuse me. And uh, Baker is looking to setting up some trips for the summer and for next month in particular. 
Um, so right now, Baker has his first official visit set to Ohio State for June 9th through the 11th. Uh, that was another uh, recent trip he's been able to take this spring. So he got out there in the unofficial capacity, and then he's going to be returning to Columbus for a trip with Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. And then another big trip is also locked in. That is a, an official visit to Georgia. And that is set for June 23rd through 25th. Uh, so Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs are going to be getting him on campus for a big visit as well. Another interesting kind of wrinkle in this recruitment or, or note to kind of follow is I think there's been a little bit of chirping, a little bit of rumor, uh, some smoke maybe, if you will, about him wanting to play with Dylan Rayola in college, right? They're both getting recruited heavily uh, by, by USC and by um, Georgia and by Nebraska. I think they even took some of those trips together at the same time. So that's another thing that you have to monitor here. Uh, but maybe it makes it easier to recruit a guy like Brandon Baker because you have one quarterback in the fold now with Luke Moga announcing his commitment last week, just the day before Oregon's spring game on Friday. Kind of the last thing that uh, we're going to add here about, about Brandon Baker, all sorts of tongue twisters this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, after getting that offer from Alabama, he's already talking about taking an official visit down there, how the culture in Tuscaloosa is, is really kind of a mirror image of what he's uh, gotten used to at modern day, which if you know anything about modern day is basically run like a college program, even though, uh, it's a high school program and, and they're consistently a top five team in the country every year. Um, so that's definitely part of the appeal there. No update really on a decision timeline. He previously said December, and it's still looking like he's planning for December. Um, and, and he's looking to really have some some genuine time, some intentional time with that Oregon staff on an official visit, not just the offensive line staff, the entire staff. So I think that that's, uh, that's really big and uh, a notable update there on Oregon's recruitment of Brandon Baker. So we'll see what they can do. When it comes to the five-star offensive tackle, I think that this was exactly the trip that Oregon uh, needed to have with Brandon Baker to kind of solidify them again uh, in his recruitment. And now I'm getting up film for the next guy that we're going to be talking about uh, because it's another five-star guy, if you can believe it. There, it was five-star galore uh, in Eugene for the Oregon spring game. We're going to be talking about Jordan Ross. Uh, I got some notes on my phone, actually, so I'm going to have to reference that a little bit. But don't worry, we're going to keep it rolling. And uh, I'm going to kind of dive into where Oregon stands with Jordan Ross, one of the top uncommitted defensive linemen in the country right now. Uh, while all that loads, you guys, uh, looks like we got some folks here in the chat. So got some got some uh Got some good uh, good turnout right now. What's up, Brooks? Appreciate you stopping by, talking some ducks. And uh, let's go ahead and get into Jordan Ross. I got his tape up on the screen now. And uh, if you guys, if you're an Oregon fan and you don't know who Jordan Ross is, you better learn because Jordan Ross is one of the biggest recruits for Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy uh, during this 2024 recruiting cycle. Uh, just to give you a little rundown uh, of where he's at, 247 Sports has him as a five-star recruit, number 12 player in the country, the number two edge rusher, and the number one player in the state of Alabama. He's playing at Vestavia Hills in Birmingham, and uh, he's a little bit of a newer name on the recruiting trail, right? You know, I was talking to, I had a really good conversation um, with a source that's really close to his recruitment uh, yesterday afternoon, 
And Jordan Ross has, has really blown up on the recruiting trail. Uh, if you're looking, kind of rewind the clock a little bit, you know, back in, in the fall, early football season, this is a guy who had one scholarship offer from Liberty. And then now you fast forward to now, uh, he's got just about every major offer uh, that you that you can think of. Um, looking for the, the total number here. He has a he has 21 reported scholarship offers and he just dropped his his top eight schools not too long ago. And uh, Oregon found themselves right there in the mix. Um, so I'm going to try to see if I can find that tweet that has his um, that has his top eight schools because that's definitely some, some information that I would want to pass along. So his top eight, you got Alabama, Texas, LSU, USC, Georgia, Florida, Oregon, and Tennessee. So lots of big competition for Oregon. And really the, the buzz with Jordan Ross coming out of um, the buzz with Jordan Ross coming out of this visit to Oregon for the spring game is uh, they made a huge, huge impression. Um, you have guys like Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy being there at the airport to greet Jordan Ross right when he got off the plane. Um, I think that speaks volumes to just how much they're prioritizing uh, Jordan Ross. And another note that we just have to talk about, you know, after talking to a number of recruits that were, uh, you know, in attendance for Oregon's spring game, they all had amazing things to say about Dan Lanning. And Dan Lanning is just everywhere. I don't know how he gets around so many recruits and make manages his time to, to really make so many guys feel like a priority uh, to really share his vision and, and just, you know, strengthen those relationships. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Oregon's in, in a really good spot here and, you know, Oregon might even be the team to beat now coming off of that visit. Um, you know, it's, it's no secret that when it comes to recruiting, you know, these are, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old guys and, and they're pretty impressionable, impressionable. Um, so, you know, the, the most recent school can, can have a pretty big lasting impact. And I think that's the case now with Jordan Ross, you know, he got to spend a bunch of time with Jurion Dickey during his visit, a five-star wide receiver that's committed to Oregon. Uh, I heard they got to play a lot of basketball together. He got to spend some time with, with Austin Novosad, uh, when he was getting to, to look around the dorms. Um, so, so that's pretty big. I, I think that, he this visit couldn't have gone any better for, for Oregon and Jordan Ross. And I think that it's funny. Uh, I remember after I got off the phone with my source to, to talking about this visit, uh, I went in basically just, you know, tweeted out that, hey, you know, Oregon had a lot of guys this past weekend and Jordan Ross was one of them, you know, top player in the state of Alabama. And Oregon has emerged as a serious contender, uh, likely going to get an official visit. Um, after that, after that trip to Eugene. And then I think the first response was like, you're not going to get a five-star guy out of Alabama, Ellis, uh, Louisiana, or Georgia. And I'm not saying right now that I'm predicting Oregon to Jordan Ross, but if you see the buzz start to continue to build for Oregon and Jordan Ross, don't be surprised because Oregon knocked this visit out of the park. Uh, he's going to be taking some official visits here in the summer. Uh, I believe the one that he has scheduled right now is to Texas in June. So he's going to take his official visits and then probably make his, uh, probably make his decision. I would think, you know, during the summer and maybe before, uh, the season starts. And this was a guy who has kind of been linked to a couple of different schools at various times. Um, you know, obviously with him being from Alabama, you would think that the Crimson Tide lead for him, but 
But, uh, you know, kind of what I'm hearing is that he's he's pretty open to to leaving the state of Alabama. You see, Auburn didn't make his top eight schools. Um, so this is a guy that Oregon has the the door open for. Right. And, you know, uh, Tosh Lapoy and, and Dan Lanning uh, both have some ties to, to Alabama after working under Nick Saban. The, the ties are probably a little bit stronger with Tosh, I would think, just because it was a little bit higher up. But these are two coaches, you know. These are two coaches, Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy. I talked about it last cycle with Mateo Uyunglele, really highly coveted edge rusher from St. John Bosco. You know, he was down to Ohio State and and Oregon, and it really came down to to Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy. You know, he was talk. Uh, Jordan Ross was talking to Mateo during his visit, and that was kind of some of the insight that he was able to get from Mateo. Just like, hey man, why'd you commit to Oregon? Why was it the Ducks? And part of what he talked about was development. And I talked to a lot of really highly, highly recruited guys, and especially on the D line uh, in that defense. And they're talking about the Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy factor. That is really what is part of the reason that the Ducks are really in the running with so many of these elite, elite players. And that's the case here with with Jordan Ross. So uh, I think that's pretty much what it's looking like right now with him. Um, yeah, uh, actually, no, sorry, uh, looking like a. November, December commitment timeline for Jordan Ross right now. That's not a, a hard set date, but we got to see what happens there. Um, and then maybe coming out to Oregon for an official visit, maybe for that USC game, for that Colorado game, uh, you know that those would be big time talent, uh, big time talent games, you know, big time visitors coming in. And, and those are some of the, some of the uh, highlights there with, with Jordan Ross following that weekend visit for the spring game. So that's a big one. That is absolutely a big one uh, for the Ducks here. Um, got a couple more guys that I want to talk about. Um, let's talk about Kamar Matuti. Kamar Matuti is another big-time prospect for the Ducks, big-time target uh, that uh, has been near the top of their board at linebacker for quite a while now. Um, you know, the Ducks offered in June – or sorry, uh, January – and they really kind of uh, cemented themselves as a team to beat, uh, you know, a school that that's really standing out uh, for Kamar Matuti ever since they offered. He's one of the most athletic linebackers you're going to find. Certainly out on the West Coast, plays some running back when he's not playing linebacker, plays a seven on seven ball with with Premium Sports LA, which is one of the premier seven on seven organizations out here in, in Los Angeles and Southern California. Led his league in tackles and in rushing. Uh, 6'3", 225 pounds. He's just an elite guy. Uh, I, when I talked to him, the full Q&A is, is over on Ducks Digest. So if you guys haven't already, uh, make sure to go look at that one to get full quotes. This was an important trip for uh, Kamar Matuti because he made his recent trip to Oregon earlier this spring with his dad. And he wanted to get back out there with his mom, which I totally understand. You know, you, a lot of these recruitments, you've got to win over mom if you want to uh, get that commitment. And I was like, okay, man, yeah. So so mom made the trip out with you. What did she think of the trip? He said that his mom might have loved the trip more than he did. So that just kind of gives you a sense of, of where the Ducks are at. Uh, he got to spend a lot of good one-on-one -on -one time with, with Brian Michalowski, the, the new linebackers coach, got to talk to, to Dan Lanning. So, so those were, were some of the highlights there. And the thing that really resonated from this interview with Kamar and, and where the Ducks are at with him after this visit is he was talking about how he has a really good relationship, a great relationship with Dan Lanning. But during that visit, he made it clear, Dan Lanning made it clear 
that Kamar Matuti is a top priority for Oregon in this 2024 recruiting class. He loved the atmosphere at Autzen, uh, the the fans. He had he gave a big shout out to the fans and, and you know chanting recruits names and, and come be a duck. Loved what he saw on the defense. I mean that this couldn't have been any better uh, for Oregon. And then I asked him where Oregon stood in his recruitment, and he would say it's probably probably near the top right now. Um, so the Ducks are, are doing their work and really solidifying themselves, I think, as the team to beat for Kamar Matuti. I made my prediction for Kamar Matuti to go to Oregon back in uh, on March 22nd. So that's definitely a pick that I don't see wavering, don't see myself wavering on anytime soon. Uh, as for what's next for Matuti, he's got a couple of uh, official visits, getting that month of June booked up. Going to be taking official visits to Oregon State, Utah, Washington, Cal, and Oregon. And uh, the important thing to note here is that he's going to be rounding out his official visits to Oregon. I believe that's June 23rd. And then uh, the other important note, this past trip to Eugene for the spring game, really, uh, really kind of uh, you got a big update out of it in that his timeline, his decision timeline is moving up. Um, he's announcing, it looks like he doesn't have a confirmed date right now, but he's going to be announcing in early July. So that's right after his visit to Oregon. Uh, the Ducks would definitely love to seal the deal there and, and try to get a commitment from Matuti. Uh, but you got to make sure that you get a good impression again, because he's taking some of those visits to other Pac-12 schools. So that's what we got on. That's what we got on Kamar Matuti. A couple more guys that I want to talk about here. Um, let's go out to the state of Texas to talk about Joseph Jonah Ajonye. He is a big time defensive lineman out of Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School, uh, and really a guy that has uh, emerged for Tony Tuyoti uh, and the Ducks here in the 2024 recruiting class along the defensive line. The Ducks already have a couple of commitments, right, from uh, trench defenders, from guys in that front seven with Jackson Jones out of Arizona and Chioni Gray out of uh, Missouri, who the Ducks just flipped from Missouri uh, just a couple of weeks ago here in the 2024 recruiting class. So I'm, I'm stalling a little bit so I can get these highlights up. So you just got to hang in there with me. Um, and then we'll get uh, we'll get to our, our next guy that we're going to be talking about here. But we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is just a really big weekend for Oregon um, that, that they were able to, you know, they didn't necessarily get a lot of commitments out of the weekend, but I don't think that that means it wasn't a success. I mean, far from it at, at this point. Um, the big thing to, to note here with, with Joseph Jonah Ajonier is that the Ducks are probably going to be getting an official visit in this one. Now that I have the highlights up, I can go ahead and break down the latest in the recruitment of this big-time four-star uh, uh, defensive lineman, one of the top defensive linemen in Texas. He is super athletic. I love the way he moves, plays with violent hands, crazy strong. So those are just a couple, a couple things that stand out right now. Um, and I think going into this visit, I think that Oklahoma kind of led the way for uh, Jonah Ajonye. He has nearly 30 offers to his name. And this was his uh, his first trip to Oregon. So I think that, you know, you had a lot of ground to make up or some ground to make up uh, in this recruitment. Talking about Tony Washington and Tony Tuioti on the defensive staff at Oregon as some of the guys he's talking to the most. Um, and then he also got some time to talk to Dan Lanning and, and meet him in person for the first time. And, and that interaction went really well. The important thing to note about Joseph Jonah Ajonye is that he's tied very closely to another top recruiting target for Oregon in this 2022 class, 2024 class. And I think I've seen him mentioned just a little bit in the, in the chat. Um, and that's Justin Williams, Justin Williams, five-star linebacker, also out of Oak Ridge. He made the trip with Joseph to Oregon for the spring game. That was his fifth visit to Oregon. Uh, and then kind of a similar story uh, that I, that I was talking about with Brandon Baker earlier I think that Oregon was the team to beat for Williams at one point in his recruitment during the fall. But now in the time since then, you've seen schools like Alabama and Georgia enter the mix and they're going to give Oregon a fight in this one for Justin Williams. Um, but the two Joseph Jonah Ajonye and Justin Williams have talked extensively about teaming up at the next level. Uh, and then I kind of asked him about that and he was, he I just asked him about the possibility have you guys been talking about teaming up? And then uh, Jonah Ajonye had this to say, quote, oh yeah, definitely. Me playing with Justin, that would be great. Oregon might be the place to do it. If I'm being honest, before I went to Oregon, he would always talk about the place after every visit. He's been there five times now. He would always talk about the place, talk about the weight room and the coaches, and he's right. So Oregon is, is really in a good spot to potentially get you know, two, two big time Texas standouts. And um, I think that if they can get Jonah Ajonye back on campus for a visit, I think that they can do themselves a big favor. A couple trips are coming up for the big time defensive lineman out of Texas. He's got an official visit set to Texas Tech on June 9th through 11th. He's going to be going to Oklahoma to check out the Sooners on an official visit June 16th through 18th. And then right now he's trying to figure out what his next official visit is going to be later in the month of June, June 23rd. And it's looking like he's either going to be going to Georgia or to Oregon. He hasn't made up his mind quite yet on which of those two schools he wants to see. And like I mentioned earlier in this little segment, talking about the big time Texas defensive lineman, 
Uh, he's got a lot of schools coming after him, and I asked him who he's hearing from the most, and he had a pretty select group. You got Oklahoma, Oregon, Georgia, Texas, Texas Tech, TCU, Florida State, and Texas A&M. So all three big in-state schools, uh, all four big in-state schools, everyone but Baylor really is, is going after this guy. So that means that you're going to have some pretty stiff competition for a really highly coveted defensive lineman. Um, but again, I think that they're just the, the amount of defensive line talent that was on campus for this spring game is unreal. I mean, I haven't even talked about all of them. I see some people have been talking about David Stone from IMG Academy. He's originally from Oklahoma. So that's kind of back closer to where the Ducks have, uh, you know, some good ties and good connections on this staff. Speaking about Oklahoma, Zadavian Sims is a big time defensive lineman out of Oklahoma. He wasn't in town for the spring game, but he was recently uh, recently on campus for a visit with the Ducks. So there's a lot of uh, positive momentum around Oregon defensive line recruiting right now. Colin Simmons didn't make it out for a visit, the big time edge rusher from from uh, Duncanville. So I wonder if that maybe takes Oregon out of the running. I'm not sure if that's a you know a, a really tough development. But I know that uh, you know LSU and some other schools have have definitely been feeling good about their spot there. Um, and then you also have to Elijah Rushing as another guy that Oregon's trending for. Really seems like Notre Dame is is giving Oregon some stiff competition in that recruitment, without a doubt. So I think that the Ducks did a lot of really good things here to to help themselves out with some defensive line targets. Uh, I talked about Jordan Ross already, and talked about uh, Elijah Rushing just a little bit. And, and uh, Jonah, Joseph Jonah Ajonye. So I'm trying to give you guys the names to to follow here to make sure that you're staying up to date uh, about everything. Now we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about 2025 prospects uh, and kind of some of the buzz that we're getting there. And then maybe I'll see if I can get to a couple of comments. I always like to have a little bit of a mailbag uh, during during these shows just to kind of to break that down for you guys. Next guy we're going to be talking about on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast is Nasir Wyatt. And who is Nasir Wyatt? Well, he's just another five-star prospect out of modern day that Oregon is in an awesome spot with. Nasir Wyatt is a five-star prospect in the 2025 class, and he's about as good of a, a defensive player as you'll find in Southern California playing for modern day. And he's got, you know, so many schools already in the mix. I want to say it's, you know, 10 to 15 schools and he hasn't even played a single snap uh, of his junior year. And the Ducks did a great job on this visit. And keep in mind, it's another top defensive player from Southern California. So we're going to be seeing a lot of guys coming in there and it's important for Oregon to get in early. Talking about Tosh Lapoy and Dan Lanning and their experience. That was something that stood out to Nasir Wyatt. Uh, from from their experiences at, at Alabama and at Georgia. And I think Nasir Wyatt was a guy that was watching that NFL draft. He saw those Georgia guys going, saw the Georgia guys going to uh, Philadelphia, getting drafted by the Eagles. And and he was saying, you know, they, they kind of, they have the first round draft picks, the, the edge rushers. Uh, it, it, they already have the blueprint. I think that's what Nasir Wyatt was saying. So he really solidified Oregon as a place that he could see himself at to uh you know take his recruitment to the next level take his game to the next level um but he just got a really good holistic view of the Oregon program and i think that's really what kind of stood out when i asked him about his his favorite part of the trip um that's really big 
And I asked him where Oregon stands in his recruitment, and he said Oregon's definitely top three. They've been recruiting Nasir Wyatt since his freshman year, and they're going to have a certified position towards the end as it leads up to his commitment. Um, So that was really big about where Oregon stands in his recruitment. He doesn't have a, a timeline right now. He said maybe probably the start of his senior season. So there's quite a long way to go here. Uh, with Oregon and Nasir Wyatt, but they could not have done a better job with that visit. Uh, You have Rashad Wadud, who has been one of the integral members of this coaching staff. He played a big role in this weekend visit and the success of the the trip, talking about how the coaches are really priding themselves on family and development. That's big for Wyatt in his recruitment. Um, and, And now we can talk a little bit about what's next. What's next for Nasir Wyatt? Um, he's going to be taking a couple trips. Uh, Ohio State is is the next one. He's also going to be going to Notre Dame in June. Um, he's going to try to see Tennessee and Georgia and, and Texas as well. So he's going to be getting out on the recruiting trail. Uh, but, I mean, really, really good for Oregon. And I think it just shows you how good this staff is at approaching everything. You know, the 2024 class, they're obviously the main focus right now with, with so many guys set to make summer decisions. But – they're going to say, hey, you come in for our biggest recruiting weekend of the year and you're a tw- top 2025 guy. We're still going to you know, roll at the red carpet and, and make you a priority uh, on the recruiting trail. So definitely a long way to go for Nasir Wyatt in his recruitment. I'll have a full update posted pretty soon over on Ducks Digest, but I wanted to make sure to get you guys uh, a couple of updates on that front. One of the top edge rushers, the number one edge rusher, I might add, in the 2025 recruiting class, Ducks in an awesome spot with Nasir Wyatt out of modern day. So the last guy I'm going to talk about in this episode, we're going to be looking at the quarterback position a little bit. We're going to be talking about Achilles Smith Jr. Achilles Smith Jr. obviously is the son of Oregon legend Achilles Smith. Uh, He's a quarterback in the 2025 class that is playing his high school ball now at San Diego Lincoln, which is a, a transfer destination for him in this offseason. He was recently recently at Vista Murrieta. So let's go ahead and dive into Achilles Smith Jr. Six foot five, six foot six quarterback, kind of around the 205-pound uh, mark. Um, I think that he is definitely one of the, the top quarterbacks in this class. In this offseason, we've really seen him start to take off on the recruiting trail with some big offers coming in. I think Florida was the most recent one, the biggest one that he has lately. Oregon's been involved in in this one for a long, long time. Took a trip out to Cal recently as well. San Diego State offered, but you see the touch. You see the raw arm talent uh, connecting with his wide receiver there on the deep ball. But this was a big visit for, for the Ducks, and he was also participating in the Elite 11 Regional, um, and he got to meet the uh, new quarterbacks coach for Oregon, Jordan Sulkin, and he was saying he was pretty cool and he got to kind of see the ropes of what it's like to to be an Oregon quarterback and what the expectations are like. Spoke very highly of new offensive coordinator Will Stein and the direction that he has the program going. He's saying that he likes what he's hearing. He likes what he's seeing. There's a lot of consistencies and, and similarities between the Oregon offense and what Achilles is going to be running at Lincoln. So the Ducks are doing an awesome spot here to solidify themselves, like I said, with Nasir Wyatt with another top 2025 quarterback. Um, And one of the big things to kind of note here is just because, you know, he's an Oregon legacy, that doesn't mean that the Ducks are a lock here necessarily. 
and he maintained that his recruitment's open. It's going to be open kind of until the very end. Uh, he still wants to get recruited by by other schools, and he's hearing from a number of big-time programs. Uh, mostly it's Oregon, Michigan, Cal, and San Diego State right now at this point in his recruitment. He just threw for Michigan last week, as a matter of fact. So big schools are going to keep coming for Achilles Smith, but the Ducks are in an awesome spot right now. I asked him where the Ducks stood, and he said, quote, definitely top three, but I still want to be recruited by a lot of other schools. My options are always going to be open. That's just been the plan from the beginning. But Oregon is definitely in my top three for now. What's next for Achilles Smith Jr.? He's going to be getting out on the recruiting trail and hitting the camp scene for a lot of top programs across the country. He's going to be going to the Michigan camp at the end of July, probably going to make his way out to Ohio State, maybe go to Miami. And then you also have the UCLA camp in Arizona as another school that uh, should be getting a, a visit from Achilles Smith Jr. He's uh, he's one of the best in the country, and he's only going to get better, especially as his frame fills out. He told me that he's going to try to make uh, get some more work with his legs this season to kind of uh, you know showcase more of his game. So that's all the buzz that I have right now for this past weekend's visitors. You know, cranked out a bunch of interviews, so took a little bit of time. But let's see if I can get into some mailbag stuff. From you guys because you guys are here in the comments and uh it's definitely awesome to see andrew says fox crater is firing up the ratings too baker slash crater could be the best tandem of recruits in the country by the end of the season yeah i would definitely uh, agree with that you know fox crater saw his stock skyrocket this offseason and he's been dominating on the camp circuit he's been out to take a bunch of trips uh you know he had a big sec swing uh, went to Big 12 country as well. Um, so that's another guy that Oregon's going to have to uh, fight to hang on to without a doubt. But um, they've done a lot of really good work in in that recruitment. And um, I think that they're still in a good spot. I haven't talked to him in a while, admittedly. But um, I think that that they're, it's good that they were able to get him to hop on board early. Oregon doesn't tend to lose too many recruits. Uh, but I really like the work that the staff did there. All right, what else do we have? All right, another comment here. I'm convinced we have to have a great season slash Pac-12 championship and playoff bound to grab some of these high five stars that we are competing with, the Georgia and Bama and Ohio states of the world. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, that's where I almost feel like it's uh, it's a little tough that the Ducks did so well in their opening season. And let me tell you why. It's because... I think that there were high expectations for Dan Lanning, and I think he largely delivered by, by winning 10 games. I think that their schedule sets up a little bit more favorably this year because they don't have to play Georgia or BYU, um, you know, two of the bigger games on their uh, on their schedule last year. But recruits aren't always super, super tied to the on-field results. I think that it doesn't often sway their decision. Um, you know, if, if you go to visit a game, and, uh, you know, maybe Oregon doesn't look so great. It's not going to maybe like run them, take them out of the running, but it's definitely important. It's important for Oregon to have a good season for their recruiting, uh, for their recruiting efforts. Don't get me wrong. Um, but just think about how, how much their recruiting could take off even more. I think you definitely want to get back to the Pac-12 title game and, and win that. And, uh, if you can get to the playoff this year, uh, which is the last year that it's, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the last year that it's going to be four teams. So if you can get to the playoff, back to the playoff, like you did in 2014, 
when it was still just four teams and frankly harder to get into and mattered more, I think that you could definitely put yourself in a good spot. They're already recruiting and in some cases winning these recruiting battles against some of these schools that you mentioned in this comment, you know, Georgia, Bama and Ohio State. But uh, you can't get complacent and you've got to still uh, keep working hard. Eric says fans also knocked it out of the park with the attendance uh, and energy. People underestimate the power of that. Yeah, I mean, I talked about that when when uh, Kamar Matuti was talking about how much he loved the atmosphere. Forty five thousand was the estimated attendance uh, for that Oregon football spring game. And that puts them up there with some of the best in the country. And it was great weather. So I think that everything fell into place for Dan Lanning and the Ducks to have a huge recruiting weekend. And I think that they did. Uh, Miguel Cruz asks, what are you hearing about linebacker Dylan Williams? Yeah, Dylan Williams is another huge target for Oregon in this 2024 recruiting class. I haven't heard too much about him lately. I've seen that he's been setting a lot of official visits. You know, you have Miami, uh, UCLA as schools that are in the running there. I think Texas and Michigan are also going to be getting official visits. Um, that's a guy that I don't think made his way out for the spring game. But when I last talked to him, he talked about actually coming back uh, this week uh, for another visit to Oregon. He was saying, if I don't get out to the spring game, I think that I'll come back uh, probably that week after or not too long after for another visit. Um, and then Long Beach Poly has their their uh, showcase next week um, on Tuesday. So I'm definitely going to try to get out to that to make sure that I can, uh, can, uh, that I can go see Dylan and, and hopefully get an update with him. So he's setting all these other official visits. I'm kind of surprised that Oregon hasn't been one of them yet. Um, but that could be because they're in the driver's seat there in that recruitment. Uh, I think they've led for him since he decommitted from USC in the fall. But uh, that's definitely the next development that I'm going to be keeping my eye out for with Dylan Williams is an official visit date with Oregon and then where that lines up with respect with regard to his commitment date. We're going to have to see. Um, let's see. Wink42 says Smith, MVB, and Moga, a great-looking quarterback room. Yeah, that's Achilles Smith, Michael Van Buren, and Luke Moga. They had that picture that Achilles Smith Sr. posted um, on uh, on social media during that spring game. That would be a phenomenal quarterback room. Uh, Ducks are still looking to see if they can close the deal, seal the deal with Michael Van Buren, who was on campus for the spring game, and then he went out and absolutely crushed it in the Elite 11 Regional I believe he won the Pro Day event, but I don't know what other events or marks that he had, but he solidified himself as one of the biggest, uh, biggest, the best performers at that camp without a doubt. Um, you know, we'll see if he maybe moves up his commitment date. I think that would be a very positive development for Oregon coming out of, uh, coming out of the weekend. And, um, that'd be a big one. And then St. Francis just, uh, solidified a game, locked in a game with modern day, for uh, next season. And then, you know, I was talking to some of the modern day players at that practice yesterday on Tuesday, and they are fired up for that game. They got to travel across the country to Baltimore. So that game is going to have crazy, crazy uh, hype and, you know, a, a big billing around it for sure. Another question from Miguel. Have you heard anything from cornerback Aaron Scott Jr.? Uh, I haven't heard anything on him specifically. Maybe I can try to get an interview with him, but I think they did another good job with him. You know, he's a big time corner in the 2024 class out of Ohio. Definitely going to be a very tough pull for the Ducks over the likes of Ohio State, of course. Uh, but getting him out to the to the uh, to campus for a visit, he didn't stay for the spring game. I know that he was able to see a practice though before 
uh, before he left his visit. So I think that's really big. Got to see what other corners. I got to kind of maybe refresh my cornerback uh, big board for the Ducks, the hot board that we have over there. Uh, because you got Zabian Brown, who has Oregon in his top four. I didn't see him at practice yesterday uh, at modern day, maybe because he had some track stuff going on. Zabian Brown has Oregon in his top four. Um, and then uh, Dakota Fields is another big time corner that I think Oregon leads for out of Unipro Sarah and Gardena, where the Ducks got Roderick Pleasant. So I think that the cornerback picture is looking pretty good for sure. Let's see what else we got here. All right. Uh, Andrew says the USC game is probably going to decide who goes to the Pac-12 championship, but hopefully by then Mateo slash Birch slash Doorless and company are hitting their peaks because the only way to beat USC is to rough up CW Caleb Williams. Yeah. I think that those are obviously some of the main pieces of Oregon's defense for this next season. Right. Um, I loved what I saw from Mateo in the spring game. I mean, he was everywhere. Uh, he was definitely up to par physically, with the Oregon offensive line, I saw some really good competitive reps between him and Josh Connerly Jr. So that good on good iron sharpens iron is certainly in full effect there without a doubt. And then Birch was looking really good. He was in the backfield pretty regularly. And then Dorless is that, you know, consistent rock solid guy that you have from last year's team. So I think if you combine that returning experience and production with, with some of these other guys that they added, and, you know, some not the whole class isn't even here yet, right? I've been talking a lot about how excited I am about Blake Purchase out of the state of Colorado, Gatorade Player of the Year. That's a guy that Oregon had to battle Colorado to, to hang on to late down the line. That's why his national letter of intent didn't come in on the first day because the Buffs and Dion were really given a hard push there. Um, so that you definitely want those guys to hit their peaks. Uh, and I'm wondering, you know, around the USC game, obviously, that would be great in November. I'm wondering how much of a leap that USC defense can take because that has all the makings to be a really big shootout, or maybe it's a blowout because uh, the Oregon defense looked pretty good in that spring game, a lot crisper, a lot more discipline, a lot more physical. They were in the right place at the right time, but let me pump the brakes. It's just a spring game, but how cool would it be if you're an Oregon fan, if Oregon could just run through USC in their last game, against the Trojans in the Pac-12 and maybe take away a spot in the Pac-12 title game while they're at it. That would be pretty cool. But we have to see. There's a lot of uh, time between now and then. Um, but that's going to be a fun game, Andrew. I, I hope I can make it out for that game or the Colorado game. Haven't decided just yet. Got a lot on my plate right now. Um, but yeah, this is this has been another uh, jam-packed episode. Appreciate appreciate you, Eric, uh, asking people to smash the like button. That's a, that's a, big, uh, a big support. Um, but I think that'll do it for me on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of my videos and live streams for the latest on Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting. I'm your guy. Tap in with me on Twitter. Lock in with me on all social media platforms at Sports. And then you can do me a huge favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family. Uh, that is a tremendous help. But Appreciate you guys tuning in, taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with me, some crouton, and I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast.